Welcome to the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, Episode 82. Welcome to the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, the very best tips, tools, and ideas from real estate's top performers. Now, here's your host, Ray Wood. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Have you ever really thought about the power of communication? Each day we use up to 45,000 words, and in any real estate marketing situation, how we deliver those words will determine our success. Then there's our body language from the moment we enter the room. But when you think about it, how we communicate will determine our success in every aspect of our lives, from finding a partner to finding a job, from pitching an idea to helping your teenage daughter understand why she needs to be home by a certain time. All of us want to be better communicators, and I've personally studied this subject closely and read many books on the topic. But for the most part, this has been heavy going. I'm the first to admit I'm a little ADD when it comes to things like that, and I struggle to wade through anything that doesn't quickly deliver the ideas and solutions I'm looking for. But when I read Warren Tate's book, I Get You, I finally found the communication book I've been looking for because Warren gets me. Maybe that's because he has a solid real estate background and I can see how he's honed his communication skills in an industry like ours that is so sudden death. Or maybe it's just because he's simplified everything with great examples so everyone can quickly get to the good stuff and make all of those important changes. I really admire passion in business and in life and I know that writing a book is no easy thing which is why I wanted to get Warren on the show and let you discover his career-changing ideas for yourself. In addition to his solid real estate background and being a published author, Warren is an accomplished public speaker and has delivered more than 1,500 coaching sessions to agents in Australia and New Zealand. I want to recommend you head over to warrentate.com.au and order yourself a copy of I Get You. I loved it and you will not be disappointed. Plenty of takeaways. In this interview, you'll discover the single biggest mistake most agents make at the listing presentation, how to change the game at a listing press to swing the odds in your favour, the two most important things to keep in mind when you're speaking, whether publicly or one-on-one, and how the power of questions can help you influence your conversation to reach the outcome you're looking for. To get in touch with Warren or grab a copy of his book, all you need to do is go to the show notes for this episode or go to warrentate.com. I started out asking Warren where the inspiration came from for his very first book. All right, that's that's a great question. The inspiration has mainly come from uh, we live in a crazy world where social media is everywhere, we are contactable 24 hours a day, and we rely on digital communication more than ever. And we really, the consumer can find out any piece of information that they want about any product or service online, and they really don't need any Uh, supplier or any service provider to give them that information. So when we become or when we get to a situation where we're face-to-face with a potential client, our communication needs to be the absolute best. You need to deliver it with absolute clarity because that's where the decisions are going to be made based on how much value can you add and how trustworthy are are you and how professional you are. So face-to-face communication has never been more important. Do you get into something that really interests me, Warren, is is the whole 
thing around emotional intelligence and it seems to be something that people have or don't have I'm sure you know a lot about what I'm what I'm talking about when I say emotional intelligence or EQ I think they call it absolutely yeah yeah and I think there's I think there's kind of there's three or four main main kind of uh, hallmarks of it is probably the right word it's like we're aware of what's going on and we can actually read somebody else's response and we can tell by their body language and we have empathy and I, I guess there's a few other things but uh, it interests me because when you talk about communication it's actually your body language is is a whole part of communication as well so I've got some other questions around this, but kind of define how how you refer to communication in, in the book. Well, people make up their mind and are making judgments on you within the first seven to thirty seconds. Yeah. And that's not and that's not a conscious decision. That's coming from the cognitive subconscious of the mind. I mean, Albert Morabian has done some amazing research and study around this. And uh, I mean, I'm sure a lot of your listeners have heard that ninety ninety three percent of our communication comes through not the words but actually our body language and our tonality and pace and so forth with our voice. Yeah. So it is the most it, it is the most important element and I do it and there's a lot of information regarding that in the book because people don't think about it. Yeah. Um, and again it comes from our primitive brain it comes from the limbic brain system and this is how tribes and how um, communities originally came about going back to Neanderthal days. We, yep. we related to people who could move and, and mimic um, other movements and, and similar to us. So we're drawn to people who are just like us when we talk, use the same sort of language, tone, pace, and body language, and uh, an instant connection that way. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's interesting because, um, and you talk about it in, in your book, um, Mimicry, and I want to get into that in, in a sec, but you and I as real estate agents, we know that, for example, um, communication is pretty important at, a, at, at the listing presentation and everything that goes around that. And, and I've got a theory that if you lose a listing, it's actually four times your fee because, firstly, you don't get the fee. Secondly, um, uh, your enemy gets the fee. And thirdly, you're probably going to lose. I, I think that if you do it right, you can, get a, you can expect at least two sales from every listing. Uh, within the next sort of twelve or eighteen months, because you can you can use that to market around. So, if your average fee is let's call it ten thousand dollars, and you miss the listing, it's a forty thousand dollar mistake, or it's a forty thousand dollar loss. Now we can't always get every listing, I know, but I find when you look at it that way, um, people understand the importance of it. So, let's turn some of these principles that you've talked about in your book. Uh, into into the listing scenario environment for our, our real estate agent listeners? Well, we are all different, and, and that's where we need to realise that we can't present the same way in every scenario. Um, you and I, thank goodness, we're a, we're a 1 in 2.5 million chance of being um, almost identical in regards to our, our, not only but our DNA, but how we think, how we make decisions, uh, our personality styles, all those sorts of things. So we need to be the best at picking up on who it is that we're speaking to and what their perspective of the world is and how we can quickly get on their side and understand how they think and how they make decisions. Yeah. So yeah. It, this comes from the very, very first communication, whether that be over the phone or it be open for inspection, or even if you have built up a keeping contact strategy through your database, we still need to focus on this um, with 
an unbelievable amount of intensity. And, and I talk about people picking up words that are commonly used by the individual and repeating them back because um, you know, meanings are in, in people, not in the words that they use. So if you use the same words that people use, for instance, you'll start to build connection as well. So I go into a lot more detail and, and a lot more thought structure, whereas, as you know, most agents will sort of say, you know, with five minutes to go, oh, shit, I've got to run off, I've got to go, go do this appraisal because they do 20 or 25 a month and they yep. become a little bit complacent about them. Yep, yep. Is, is it okay, Like, and, and you said something there that interests me as well because um, you know, I'm a big believer that that first communication, even when they first call into the office or that first communication experience, I guess, for want of a better word or term, um, that seems to set the expectation right the way through. Uh, obviously, but is it okay? Is it okay to be yourself? Should some of our personality come through with all of this? Because when you're not yourself and you're trying to be something else, it's it's very very difficult. I find it difficult. Look, absolutely, you have to be uh, you have to be authentic, um, and authenticity authenticity comes from um, why you're actually doing what you do. And, uh, and Simon Sinek, and I'm a big fan of it, and yeah. mentor. Yeah. Um, of Simon Sinek, if you have a true sense of purpose and why, that should come through without any any doubt. Uh, so your natural personality needs to shine, but you also need to be aware of who it is that you are speaking to. So um, a great example of that, I, I did a listing presentation with a, with a client up in New South Wales. Uh, we went out. He was a little bit excited uh, about meeting this vendor and uh, and went to the door and knocked on the door and I can't remember her name. I'll call her Mary. It was in Rose Bay. Uh-huh. Mary came to the door and said, um, oh, hi, great to meet you. Know, the agent would say, oh, hi, great to see you again. Fantastic. Um, Mary, this is Warren. Warren's just come along to uh, to sit through the presentation and so forth. And, and Mary's at the door. Oh, thank you. And um, lovely to meet you again. And please come on through. And he's all excited and walking down the hallway, you know, in his high level of energy and passion for what he does, which is fantastic. But then we've got a 65-year-old lady, Mary, who's a, a very quiet, comforter-type person. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was at that stage I, I I grabbed him on the suit coat and just said, back, back off, off <laughs> slow it down and just pull back a bit. Um, and I took over a little bit. I don't like doing that, but I, I engaged with, with Mary uh, and found out so much information about what she was doing and why she was doing it. And I, I toned my voice down because, as you can tell, I'm, I get a little bit passionate as well. Yeah. And, um, and and formed a connection really quickly based around just that little change. I didn't change my um, desire and passion for what it is that I did, but I had to match. Otherwise, she would have been terrified, would have gone over the top. Yeah. Yeah, well, you talk about in Chapter 5 of your book, you talk about the magic of mim- mimicry. Talk a little bit more about that, Warren. Um, this is the the little piece of magic if anybody's looking for that silver bullet as such in any communication. And uh, if there's any single people out there as well, that's um, <laughs> it's also a great advantage to use this. Um, subtle mimicry I talk about. I don't talk about um, acting school mir- mirroring as such where you have to basically mirror every single movement that they make because if you started to do that in a listing presentation, that's just spooky. Yeah. Uh, they'll think you're a little weird. Yeah. But just subtle movements. If, if somebody um, is leaning forward into the conversation, well, then after a little while, you lean forward into that conversation as well. Yeah. Uh, and, and just monitor their, 
their body movements and do them slowly uh, in tune with what they are doing. And I talk about attunement, but it's it's amazing how this connection can start to build just through this subtle mimicry of body language because, again, as we said a little bit earlier, people are drawn to people who are just like them. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big... this is, sorry, this is all proven in science, by the way. This isn't a, a, a warrantate feel-good type scenario and, yeah, give this a go and see if it works. Yep. Um, the research and study behind all of these strategies uh, is quite intense and I'm, I'm very much somebody who delivers something which it must be... I need to see it and, and make sure it happens and, and prove to me that this works before yeah. I will go out and say, hey, this is something worth trying. Yeah, well... Um... One of the things that we you, we were talking about before I press record, you said um, you've got a you've got a good story and a and a not so good story. Do they relate to this? Can you take us through through those scenarios? I think again the the other the other classic listing presentation was uh, was with a young guy called Chris, who's again uh, there's nothing wrong with having uh, energy and passion in real estate. I think you, it's an absolute must. Uh, but we we walked into a scenario. We we're meeting Klaus, and our Klaus was a, a German motor mechanic. He had the, a motor mechanic store in um, just off Glen Ferry Road in Malvern, so a nice part of the world. Uh, and so he, he only worked on BMWs and Mercedes. Correct. <laughs> and the odd Audi. <laughs> and and he had a few uh, real estate agents as clients as well in that uh, upper echelon of um, you know in that inner eastern area. Yep. And we walked in and, and he's Klaus and, and he's quite stressed. He's standing up and he's talking to a client. That client moved on. Um, he was having an argument with one of his mechanics and, and then myself and, and Chris has walked up to him and said, oh, and, and Chris has gone, oh, hi, Klaus. It's, um, you know, we're here to give you that presentation regarding your investment property. Uh, if we could just go and sit down in your office and we can go through it. And, and Klaus's automatic reaction was, oh, I forgot it, Chris. I can't do it today. I'm, I've got a sick motor mechanic. I've got this problem and that problem, and he, and he was just getting rather um, rather animated and emotional around it all. Yep. And at this stage, oh, but it won't take long, class, if we can just go and sit down. Again, it was about reading the plan, understanding, and, and needing to put a timeline restriction on, on what it was that we were doing. Yeah. Um, if we'd walked out of there, I know nothing would have, you know, the listing would not have happened. So it was a quick inter- interjection and say, class, if we can stand up at your reception desk there, it will take 10 minutes show you how we can get the result that you're looking for, get your investment property sold, and then solve that problem for you. Yep, yep. And, um, and you guys got the listing? We, Ten minutes later, yeah, the yeah. fastest listing presentation I've ever done, yep. uh, especially with a client. Ten minutes in and out. And um, I know if we had to try and reappoint and go back, that would not have happened. No, no. Um, one of the things that uh, somebody perhaps new to real estate, Warren, or somebody who's Whose uh, whose strike rate isn't as good as it should be at listing presentations is is uh, we often talk about. I mean, with my coaching clients, and I'm sure you do the same thing. But one of the things I prefer to do, and, and I advise, is before they tr- do the traditional look around. It's I, I often find it's way more productive to be able to sit down and speak first, so you can. I guess get the opportunity to, to establish a little more rapport with your potential client, um, because after you've looked around, they're just going to want to know what you think value is and what your fee is, and then you'll be out the door. Is that something that uh, that you find as well? Oh, without a doubt. And 
this will transform any listing presentation if uh, if there are anybody out there who who is still doing the tour first um it it's crazy because if you ask any real estate agent are we in the real estate business or are we in or the house, selling houses business or are we in the people business yep yeah and and we deal with people and it's the most emotional decision that most people make in their life and all we want to do is go and have a look at the house yeah you must sit down you must ask questions um, and understand their why and and how you can assist and solve their problem yeah yeah and I have a have a little saying we should always go in with the with the mindset to assist not to list yeah yeah, I think that's I think that's really good advice. Um, I know you do quite a bit of public speaking. Have you got a few tips that that you can give us? Because um, public speaking is really not. Uh, I guess it is. It's a little different, obviously, to a listing presentation. If you're speaking to hundreds of people as opposed to speaking to one or two, it's uh, it's quite different. But but. Um, I think that there are a lot of I think there's a lot of people in real estate who could who could you know do really well by by even even trying some public speaking um can you give us some tips on on uh from your experiences uh, there's probably two of the two of the biggest tips that I can share and and again I'm um being involved with the speakers institute and Sam Cawthorn who is a uh, a renowned um keynote speaker and the biggest lesson that I learned from Sam was that it's not about you. Um, most people get up there and they're extremely self-conscious about what people are thinking about them and how they're being judged and, and what people are going to be, you know, perhaps say afterwards. Yep. Yep. But if you're up on stage or if you're communicating in any forum where you have been asked to speak, people want to hear what you have to say. People realize that you've got some really valuable information to deliver and hold that true to yourself and say and look at the audience and just say these people really need to hear my message and know your content of course is the other key tip but know your content backwards and then deliver it with the same passion as if you were talking to somebody um over a cup of coffee in a cafe yeah because it's not about you they want that information don't be so selfish to think that they don't they want it and deliver it, and you know that you're going to help those people in the audience by delivering it. So forget about it. Drop the ego. It's not about you. It's about what you can deliver to them. Yeah, okay. Okay, well, that's, uh, that's covered in the book as well. And, and another thing you get into that, that uh, I really like and interests me is, is the power of questions because if we get somebody, if we can get somebody talking and engaged with, uh, with the right sort of question, it's like a question's not a judgment or a statement so many people in real estate, again, they're too eager to go in and say, here's what our marketing's going to do. Here's how we run our open houses. We're doing this, 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 and this, and hitting them with this barrage of information that may or may not be important to them. They might be more interested in, you know, the, buying another property or, or getting help to purchase another property or negotiate or relocating or whatever it might be. Have you got some? Have you got some good questions that, uh, that that in your experience have come in handy at a at a listing presentation to to help you engage your client. The most important question of all, Ray, is to find out um, their why. Why they why have they decided to to get you in to have a conversation around mark? <coughs> excuse me, around marketing their home. Yep. 
what's next for them? Where where are they moving to? And and again, why have they chosen that area? What's important to them around that? Uh, it certainly could involve children. It could involve a job transfer and all all myriad of reasons why. But we need to get to the emotional element to it. I mean. It becomes a conversation and not an interrogation in this, situ- in this situation. It really needs to be That's that type of questioning to really say, wow, that, that's such a big move. How did you come to that decision? Yep. yep. Why have you chosen that particular area? Why are you moving there? Um, and just another quick, uh, a quick story, Ray. Um, did a coaching session up in uh, or some role playing up in New South Wales. This is, a, again, in a, a lower north shore in Sydney. I had the sales manager, we were sitting in the office playing um, brother and sister, we were selling mum and dad's house, that was the scenario, and we had the eight agents coming in to present. And we were selling mum and dad's home because mum and dad had moved into a nursing home and it was time to, to put the property on the market. Right. Fairly emotional decision, selling the family home and so forth. Experienced agents, we had one out of the eight, one out of the eight, who asked the question, so why are you selling? And says, well, mum and wow. dad have moved into a nursing home. Uh, but then they didn't go deeper. I, I, I use a, uh, an analogy of the Russian dolls or babushka dolls. Out of the answer to that question, there's always another one. And you lift it up and there's another question. And yeah. There's another question. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody, nobody thought, oh, wow, you must have grown up in this house. What was that like? Yeah. What's your fondest memory of, of living here? All these emotional questions where you – where you have a heartfelt connection, not just there to list the house. And it's so important. You win the heart first and then you win the head and you'll win more business. Yeah. Well, you're there to provide a solution. Otherwise, they'd be a for sale by owner or doing it themselves or they would have called somebody else. If they've called you in, they're expecting you to help them with their solution. But you know, we talk about, I'm not a big fan of the word closing, but you know what I mean. Sooner or later, we've got to ask for the order. It's very difficult, and I'm sure you agree, it's very difficult to ask for the order when you, haven't, when you don't know all the information and you haven't given them the chance to tell you exactly what's going on. Uh, absolutely. And, and, and if you don't, again, the potential vendors out there, they don't need you to tell, much, tell them how much your house is worth. Because they can find that out on realestate.com, um, domain and so forth. They can find it out on any website and even the banks do it now. Um, when it relates to investing in marketing, they pretty much know what's required there. Uh, and then commission structures, they've either asked friends or relatives or they've done some research around that. Yep. So what they're looking for is somebody who's going to be professional enough to understand what their problems are, which you hit the nail on the head with. Can you solve those problems and can you add value to the process? Can I trust you? Are you professional enough? Um, can you get the job done? Yeah, yeah. Um, another chapter in your book that I, I probably enjoyed as much as any of them because it's a really tricky, uh, it's a really tricky department and you call it find the, finding the agreement in every disagreement and it's about when you're met with this conflict and more often not more often than not every now and again fortunately not too often we are in real estate um, uh, involved uh, you know there can be some conflict going on it could be a business partnership or a separation or divorce or money issues or any number of things that have put kind of you know sudden and adverse sort of stress on on the sellers Um, 
tell us a little bit about your rules with with handling that kind of conflict and and finding finding a way through when you've got this i mean gosh sorry to make this the longest question in the world but i remember so it's so awkward when you've got a couple who are in the throes of divorce and the three of you are at the table and it's um and they're not speaking and you're trying to you know find a solution um i find that really difficult personally i find that i mean having been through a divorce as well but i do find that pretty hard um what's what what's your way of handling it? What 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 sort of tools would you employ uh, when you're faced with that? It's one of the toughest challenges that that you face, and and probably another another part of the industry where they come across this often is certainly in the property management side as well, um, both with tenants and and landlords. Yep, yep. But good point. The the great example is in you know for want of a better if you can visually see two glasses of water being being held in your hands and they're both full and one individual believes that their opinion and and all of that information and and what's held in that glass is is true and correct and uh and that's their view of the world and that's how it is uh and so does the other individual because you're communicating with somebody and you believe your view of the world is correct and and what you believe is right is right and that's where the conflict occurs because you have two vessels as such which are full of water and nobody is open you can't fit any more in because you're so full up with your your ideas and your beliefs and and how strongly that you hold them so the challenge is and the hardest thing to do especially in in a um in quite a heated conflict scenario is to be able to put your own opinions thoughts and feelings around that situation to to one side yep and to simply ask some key questions to make sure that you get the information that you need. Because, again, most people just want to vent or they want to – they just want to get it out. That You know, it's like, blah, there it is. That's yeah. it. That, that's yeah. why. And and if you just get that first lot of information, it's often not the true meaning of it. But so, therefore, you need to ask, you know, is there anything else? And they'll generally come out with more information and tell you, you know, and blurt it out and probably the last question you need to ask is is that all so that it's almost a three-step process so now you hold as as the analogy two full glasses of water and there's an empty vessel in their court now you have the opportunity to offer up a solution but until you've been able to put your feelings emotions and thoughts to one side your mind is not open to receive anything at that point in time. Yeah. yeah. And you must clear your mind and just listen. And it's the hardest thing to do, especially when emotions are running high. Yeah. 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 I've had those situations and I'm sure you have as well. There are, oh, there are tears oh, and there's <laughs> anger and there's emotion and, <laughs> and well, you become a counselor. Yeah. And, and again, I've been, you know, it's, there's a term for all this, and again, researched in science. It's a, an amygdala hijack, and it's this: your body starts to react before you even say a word. You 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 start to sweat, you start to tense up, your muscles tense up, and you're just you're just ready to explode as such. And and it's extremely hard to uh, hard to control that. It is stressful. It is stressful. Um, in that chapter as well, you reference um, um, former FBI negotiator Gary Nessner, who's been on the show a couple of times, and I'll put I'll put the reference to uh, to to my interviews with Gary 
in in uh, in the show notes for for our interview here, Warren. But um, you mentioned his book, Stalling for Time. If anybody's interested in in uh, some extreme negotiating circumstances, you're not going to see anything more extreme than some of those detailed in Gary's book. And I'll put a link to his book book there as well. But um, uh, it's interesting when you look at what happens in in the outside world and. You know, here we are in, in coming into February uh, 2017 and the world is a very different place than it was five years ago and there's there's a lot of stresses and strains and, you know, that's probably going to get, going to give way to some, some extreme circumstances as well. And a lot of these skills that you you can employ are really valuable life skills, not just, uh, you know, I've, I've found them interesting, you know, not just in real estate, but through throughout life in general i mean it's great to just pause and and sit back and take stock and 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 make the right decision because you know it is a it is a critical situation and let's bring this back to getting the listing um it's it's so important if you can convey that the next chapter in the book is is uh is something i'm really big on um talk to me about the power of telling a story oh (laughs) what was the last movie you saw um I think it was Star Wars. Yeah, well, um, again, speaking of stories, I, I couldn't have uh, I couldn't have asked for a better answer in regard to the art of storytelling. Yeah, and one of the biggest issues that we have with storytelling is, and and again, this is not just real estate related. This is a, across the board. We often will tell a story or, or or paint the picture of a scenario, and we put ourselves as the hero of the story rather than the client. And the art to a great story is that um, don't hold yourself up on a pedestal because you're, you're Yoda as in Star Wars. Yep, yep. You're, you give the plan, you give the advice, and then the client accepts that advice and goes on and wins the day, and they are the absolute hero because you've got a great result, you've got a great outcome in whatever field that you're in. Unfortunately, and especially in real estate, and whether it becomes a brand story, so whether you're promoting your brand out in the marketplace to attract more business, or whether you're telling a story to convey a message or to overcome um, a question in a presentation, you refer to a past client and how they overcome that, how they overcame that problem. Yeah. And it, it's extremely powerful because we are hardwired for story. It's a great escape. We've been listening to stories have been part of our lives and it's in our DNA for over 2,000 years. I mean, the very first original story was told some 4,000 years ago. So it's it's an extremely powerful way to get your message across. Yeah. And it's an art form. And you'll notice uh, when I've spoken just in, in, this, uh, in this interview, I utilize story and I utilize dialogue yep. uh, rather than narrate a story. So putting yourself in and in the story and getting them to say it in dialogue is the biggest challenge of all. So, sorry, I mean, it's probably a long answer, but stories are so vital. And if you want to get your message across, stories are memorable. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, one of the most often used stories by myself is uh, when you're faced with this situation of trying to have a seller reduce their price down to something that's help, going to help them get a result. Um, and 
I had many situations, but the story I, I, I told was an older couple. They were in Glen Iris in Melbourne, uh, and um, they, uh, they were selling their home because they wanted to retire on the coast. Um, but it took them... Uh, it took them the better part of a year. It was in a tough market. It was in the 90s. It was a, it was a tough time. But um, it wasn't really a money issue. It was just a stubbornness issue. And it's sort of where I coined the phrase, are you living where you want to live or where you have to live? And it was one of those situations where he was an older guy and, and he wouldn't even let his wife come into the room. And I didn't know it at the time, but she was she was ill. As it turned out, she was terminally ill. And... Uh, Unfortunately, she passed away, and they never got to live their dream, even even a shorter bit of time. and And I think that, you know, it was so stressful for them uh, in this in this period where they'd bought this other property down at, at Sorrento, and they couldn't move down there, down on the beach, uh, and they were stuck on high, in High Street, Glen Iris, uh, and she wasn't well. Anyway, I, I I tell that story, and it and it often brings things into perspective because then people understand that. They're living where they have to live and, and not where they want to live. And, you know, sometimes life can be precious and life can be short. So it's important to make the decision. But, yeah, look, the power of a story is is just so important. Um, well, there's structures to stories as well. So it, every film that we watch, there, there are certain structures. I've studied the um, the art of storytelling and, and the screenwriters and guild book and so forth. Okay, and okay. How, how you build a story most movies the the plot will um be uncovered within the very first eight to 12 minutes of the movie because if you haven't captured the attention of the audience by then you know they will lose interest rapidly. yeah yeah uh so so they build a plot and then the protagonist and their antagonist and so forth and how this all comes together uh, it's a fascinating way of getting your message across with clarity uh, but for uh, a Quick tip uh, again. It's um, you know a basic structure which you may have heard about. It's the and but therefore method. Okay. No. Tell me about that. Um, so you talk about um, so the situation. I, I may use somebody who's not so popular because he actually has a, a very good n- narrative mind. We may not like him. He's currently the president of the U.S. at the moment. Mm-hmm. No, uh, I haven't. I haven't heard of him. What's his name? <laughs> um, Yes, we will leave that alone. Okay. But his narrative, his narratives are he's very um, intuitive when it comes to getting a narrative across, and and it's one of the when you destruct uh, when when you have a look at the construction of, of how he's put his messages out there. Um, so, for instance, his key message was America was once great, it can be great again, and I'm going to great make it great again. Yep. Yep. So, so America. It can be great. Uh, America was great, sorry. It can be great again. So, and, but, and therefore, I will make it great again. Is that a little bit of, is that a little bit of NLP coming in? Um, is that part of it? Not, not, not really. It, it's more around, um, just again, a very short version of a, uh, of a, of a structure of getting a message across, although I haven't um, explained that extremely well. Uh, if you look at um, the Gettysburg Address, for instance, again, going back into American history, that's uh, a very short, um, one of the most powerful Abraham Lincoln speeches ever given. Yeah. Uh, it's 250-odd words, and it is structured perfectly for the and but therefore. Yeah. And to get it back into Australian format, 
Um, Golf Whitlam was the absolute master at it. Yep, yep. So this is the situation, um, but this is the problem, so therefore we need to do this. Yep, yep. It's interesting. It's, and it's uh, a really... It's the narrative intuition around that is amazing. Yep. Tell them what it is, tell them what it does, and tell them what to do next. A little bit of that sure. as well. Um, let's move towards winding up. A question I always love to ask my guests, Warren, uh, and I, I'd love to ask you. Um, let's say I'm not um, – my strike rate at my, my listing presentations isn't great. Uh, I need to get my hands on your book, obviously. Um, gonna, That's and, and the very I, first step you should do. And I'm going to put some <laughs> thank you. I'm going to put some uh, some info as to how people can do that in the in the show notes. But give us like two or three points. Just give us a couple of things. And and you know we started off this interview saying that we're we're overridden and, and and overcome with with way too much information, and the digital world is just so invasive. So let's just let's just keep this really simple. Give us two or three things to work on to uh, to improve our strike rate at at the listing press. When was the last time, a question you could ask yourself was, when was the last time you practiced your communication skills? Yeah, good, now, good question. You mean, you, you, mean in a, uh, you mean in a demo or in a, in a role-playing scenario like, uh, like you talked about before? Absolutely. Role-playing is very important because, again, you mentioned it. We, uh, well, you mentioned the, the calculation or extrapolated out to 40000 but let's just say it's $10,000 an hour is what we earn if we deliver the best listing presentation every single time. Yep. If you had to give a, a speech to an audience, there was three of you. Uh, it was an audience of local traders and you had to stand up in front of them and tell them what you did in regards to real estate, for instance, why you're really good at it and why you should be chosen, etc. cetera. Um, first prize is $10,000. Um, second prize is zero. Third prize is zero. Um, you're going to do a lot of work in understanding who that audience is. You're going to understand what information they really need to know and what they want to hear uh, and practice it. You're going to video it. You're going to make sure every word is absolutely delivered with clarity and with purpose. We don't do it. No. We, in our industry, we don't do it. And it, and it, it, it astounds me that that's what we earn, basically, $10,000 an hour from a commission point of view, and we don't take it that seriously. So master every element of the communication that you deliver, but more importantly is to understand who it is that you're communicating with because you need to see the world through their eyes, not yours. Yeah, yeah, okay. I think that's really, really good advice. Mate, I'd love to thank you. I'd like to thank you for your time today. Um, it's uh, It's been terrific. I've learned a heap. I've learned a heap from from reading your book, and I'm going to have a more detailed look as well. Um, just as we've been talking, I've been going skimming some of your uh, points here. It's really succinctly made. Use some great examples and and tell some awesome stories as well. So, Warren, thank you, um, and uh, I look forward to keeping in touch. Right, thank you very much, and it was uh, it was great chatting to you. My pleasure, mate. Okay, cheers. The Top Agents Playbook Podcast is proudly sponsored by Locked On, real estate's best software. For show notes from this episode, free downloads, your Locked On discount for life link, and Ray's blog, head over to topagentsplaybook.com.